everybody. Welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl Shanice coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 169 tonight. Tonight's topic is Get Rich or Die Trying movie. I consider it a cult classic. And for all my day one listeners, y'all know I support everything 50. It is what it is. I am a 50 fan. We support 50 Cent over here. Check out my 50 Cent um tribute I did for, you know what I'm saying, just the celebration of his career. He is one of my favorite artists, Um, just the whole grind and hustle. The reason why I'm doing this recap tonight is because, well, I was supposed to come on last night. Sorry about that. Um, It was a busy weekend. Um, I did get my one-year anniversary episode out so make sure you guys check that out and then I came on Saturday night for a bonus episode so yesterday was just really really busy and I was tired and I wanted to do this right I knew it was going to be a little lengthy so I wasn't able to come on so a sister apologize um the reason why I'm doing this is because normally on Sundays we do our power universe recaps and by power is on a like a six-month hiatus even though I think that um get not um, I think Raising Canaan will come back soon I'm thinking it'll be out in July it's not set in stone yet but you guys know as soon as I hear something I'm gonna let y'all know so I said I still wanted to keep it you know saying like 50 cents something on sun on this Sunday so that's why we're doing get rich or die trying and like I told you guys before um in the power universe Raising Canaan Ain't nothing but get rich or die trying. <laughs> it's 50 story. I mean, a lot of a lot of stuff is loosely based off of South Jamaica, Queens and stories that did happen. But raising Canaan is basically raising 50, you know, and get rich or die trying was loosely based off his life. A lot of what happened in the movie did actually happen. And if it didn't happen to him, it happened to of Southside Jamaica Queens one of the hustlers or one of their stories so this was a really good movie I consider it one of my favorite you know hood cult classics as well um Get Rich or Die Trying came out in 2005 and this was at the prime of Fifth's rap career um speaking of the power universe he did just put on IG that and I'm gonna read his words so I don't misconstrued anything. Let me see here. 50 Cent. He wrote, Guess who I got in BMF this season? This season. Did I just say season? <laughs> he said, Guess who I got in BMF this season? Goldie, Greenlock Gang, Miss Monique, y'all. So for BMF season two. Fifth is bringing Monique to the green light gang to the power universe. She will be in BMF and I cannot wait to see it. I love Monique. I felt like Monique was done bold as hell in the industry. I feel like she was blackboard out of Hollywood. And one thing about 50 saying, yeah, he can be petty. We all know <laughs> he, he don't give a damn what he say. But one thing Fifth has done. And I talked about it in my tribute to him, not only for, um, for, with the with the power universe he has done this for many people he looks he does look out for his own when you get past the antics and what he does to promote his stuff he looks out for people and 
to have Monique back like this and bring her back and then put all of these people who we grew up watching into the shows and, you know, give other people jobs and, you know, creating jobs and putting them in shows. That's what's up. That's what's up. So congratulations to Miss Monique. It seemed like she working her way back in Hollywood because she is too talented. And, you know, it just shows you what God has for you. No man can take away from you because they straight blacklisted her. And she's making her comeback. And I credit that to 50. Yes, I do. <laughs> so shout out to fifth. Um, but we about to get into it. We about to break it down. We about to dissect it like we do over here on this platform. Y'all know I don't do too many movies, but we are about to start doing movie recaps, especially while our shows are on breaks. Uh, Big Sky is returning soon. Cruel Summer is returning soon. But y'all know like my favorite genre is more of this, this stuff right here. So um, starting um, next Sunday, uh, we're going to start doing mafia movie breakdowns and mafia documentary breakdowns so we're going to break down the fear city documentary if y'all want to catch up on that it's on netflix it's about the gambino family the Gotti family the colombo family so we're gonna get into that we're gonna break down uh and recap casino goodfellas i'm gonna try to get bugsy in because actually bugsy is one of my favorite mafia movies um so we're gonna start having um mob movie sunday review or either a documentary it's gonna be based off the mob as well and i want to do some more stuff off pablo escobar but i keep you guys updated so that will be every sunday pod until um the power universe returns and then on some sundays i'm going to pull a random power episode from the original power but I, I wasn't doing recaps when power was on but i love the power universe so um some sundays i'm gonna pull a regular you know just like a random power episode and we're gonna recap that as well and talk about good old ghosts you know what i'm saying as always, you can hit me up on social media. Facebook is Alicia Shanice. Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. You can email me at reviews 13 at gmail.com. You can uh, inbox, DM, or email me for any requests you might have that you would like for me to recap. You can email me um, for a TV show, a doc, or um, a movie. And then if you have anything that you would like for me to promote free of charge, I will not charge for that. If you have any small businesses, any any brand you want to promote, if you hit me up, I don't mind shouting it out and shouting out, you know, any of your social medias or whatever as well. You know, we got to spread the love, show some love. You know, it's enough for everybody to eat. Everybody needs to start supporting each other instead of trying to be in competition with each other. I don't have the biggest brand. I'm not going to put on an Oscar award performance like I do. But if I can help somebody off mine, hopefully somebody can help me and we can all help each other grow. Um, don't forget to follow me on um, a Spotify for my music playlist because the sister got some long range ears. Uh, you got to do is type in Shanice Loves and it will take you to my uh, picture profile. You click on that. All of my playlists will populate. And um, I'm going to start doing some music uh, recaps like we did the other night where we just sit and jam and listen to some good old music off the playlist as well. So on that note, I have ran my mouth long enough. Let's go ahead and get into the show and talk Get Rich or Die Trying. Is Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. Mm-hmm. 
So y'all know I try to keep pods a little under an hour. This one might be a little lengthier because it's a movie recap. And before we start, I want to talk about something. Like I said, um, South Jamaica, Queens in New York has a lot of rich history. When I say rich, I'm talking about street rich. Hustlers royalty. I'm talking the Supreme team. I'm talking the Fat Cat, Pappy, uh, Pappy Mason. I'm talking Tommy Mickens. A lot of hustlers royalty. I have done a lot of research on there. I have watched um, a lot of documentaries based off of that. Um, a lot happened with the crash units after an officer was killed and we'll talk about that as well in the eighties. Actually, um, was it big Bush? Yeah. I know big Bush and Reagan. We talk about them a lot on this platform. Cause we talk about the cocaine getting over here from Colombia and Mexico and you know, Reagan's secret war. We get off into that, um, with the crack epidemic and that basically Reagan and Bush, I call him big Bush, <laughs> But when the officer was murdered, which is very sad and tragic, very sad and tragic, um, when Big Bush went out on his campaign, he walked around with um, the guy's badge. We'll talk about that. Um, one of the books that I read, it goes deep, very, very, very deep into the Queen's crack era and it stems off into the second half into how queen's hustlers birthed a lot of rappers and worked their way into the hip-hop game it goes so deep got a lot of stuff in there about 50 murder inc tupac e money bag so i'm talking about it goes there the book is called fat cat 50 cent in the rise of hip hop hustler is by um, Ethan Brown, and it's also titled Queens Reign Supreme. It got to uh, it has a lot in here about the players in Queens, like Randy Allen, the former executive with Run DMC. DJ Jam Master J record label, JMG Records, and member of the hip-hop duo Rusty uh, Waters. Daryl Homicide, or they called him Homo Bomb. He was a stick-up kid. He was murdered in June 2000, allegedly, they say, by notorious violent Brooklyn drug gang called Cash Money Brothers. Talks about Charles Fisher. He was the former president of Rushland, and a fan club represented uh, Rush Management. Um, artists like Run DMC, LL Cool J. It talks about Jam Master J's killing in here. Um, talks about Irv Gotti. Um, it talks talks about um, Damien, World Hardy. They called him World. He was the ex-boyfriend of Lil' Kim and allegedly the leader of the Brooklyn gang called Cash Money Brothers. It talks about... Um, 50 Cent, of course, 
Um, Thomas Mickens, who I was just telling y'all about. Um, they called him Tony Montana. Real big kingpin. Gerald Prince Miller, which Prince was from the Supreme team. He was Supreme's nephew. Talk about Freddie Nichols. Freddie Nichols was once um, Tupac's manager. He was in the elevator at the quad studio shooting. Talks about Fat Cat. <sighs> Talks about Pappy Mason. Jimmy Henchman. Curtis Schoon, which Curtis Schoon. <sighs> Gully TV, shout out to Gully TV. He just interviewed him. And that was one that was the only interview I've ever seen Curtis Schoon do. Make sure y'all check out that interview. He had a lot of intel as well. Um, talks about e money bags, stretch who uh, ran with Pac, Ronald Washington, Chaz. They called him um, Chaz was an OG, a real OG. When y'all hear Fifty Cent song "Mini Man," when he say "Slim switch sides on me," I thought we was cool. Why you want me to die? So we talking about? Like I said, this book. This book goes there. It, it's, it, it talks about the Supreme team. It talks about Queens. It talks about the murder of, of the cop. And that changed the game when that cop was killed. And we're going to talk about it as we do the recap. But if you read this book, it's a good read, especially if you love like Urban Tales. A lot of this, all this stuff happened. You know, um, and it goes a lot into this movie. It goes a lot into this movie. Um, the cop's name was Edward Byrne, and he was killed February 26, 1988 in Queens. And that's connected with uh, Fat Cat and Pappy Mason. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all when we're doing a recap who Fat Cat's character was kind of based off of. But yes, he was killed sitting in his um. He was a a cop, and he was killed sitting in his car patrolling a um a home of a witness who was had been complaining on the dealers out there. And this book goes into detail of what happened. Very, very, very sad. Very, very sad. He was parked in um in a patrol car in front of a witness home and uh it was two sus suspects who approached him i want to say it was four that went down for it um they were teenagers at the time and this 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 murder changed the game and that brought on a lot of the crash units and they came after queens like no other okay um but this book is a really, really good read, and it goes into a lot of 50 Cent story. It has stuff in there about his mother, Blackie. Blackie was his mom. She was a hustler. If you watch Get Richard I Try and You Seen, it's loosely based off Fifth, but a lot of this stuff did happen to Fifth, and it's tied into other stories that did happen in Queens. He he portrays her as a hustler. When you watch Get Richard I Try and Raising Canaan ain't number raising 50. You see his mama rock. She was out there getting it. You know, she was a hustler. Uh, and before we get into the movie, like I said, this pod will be a little long. Y'all know I love 50 and I love talking about this type of stuff. We're going to play a song 
that 50 drop before he was shot so you can hear the voice you can see hear the voice change and how he sounded before he was shot those nine times and he's telling you the stories of the guys that I'm telling you about in this book and when I say hustlers royalty came out of um Jamaica Queens so we're gonna play this and then we'll do the movie recap and I'll kind of talk about similarities as we go scene by scene Yeah. A lot of niggas throw the way I flow, but they ain't been in the game 
Like right, so don't know who I know. Writing rhymes is the best way I express how I feel. Writing rich by 26, I'll be dead or in jail. Coming up, I don't sip too much blues to leave you confused. And if you watch the news, you see players in this game that lose. I'm forgetting left in the jack. Pretty Tony and Lance. Head Luke, Mel Sun, Troy, and these money bags. And the conversation over shrimp and lobster. Benny Hanna, Joe Zico, stop boxing. The start of all Medina. Shout out to Clarence, Inkblast, Bob Drake, Black Will, the blow the old kitty, the mad will. Oh, forgive me. I've said over and over again, just as this on top. I recall memory. We've said over and over again. Again, again, again. Literally, that is one of the best hip hop songs, period, point blank. When it comes to storytelling, 50 telling y'all the story of the team. And this was before he got shot. You can hear his voice sounded different. And if you know the story, you know the story of Supreme. That's one of the best songs ever. This was be, uh, before the shooting, before. A lot of beef with Murder Inc. If you know what I'm what I'm saying without saying it. So um I recommend y'all check out this book, Fat Cat 50 Cent in the Queen's Reign Supreme, The Rise of uh the Hip Hop Hustler. I'm telling y'all, if y'all love like the street stuff that we talk about and um the, the tale of the 80s hustlers here it go right here and it ties into hip-hop a lot of um and remember i said get rich or die trying ties into the the raising canaan and get rich or die trying they all tie into each other and we talked about it on some of the shows we um recapped as well about how a lot of hustlers when you know the crash units came and they got the by 1991 they was locking all of them up most of them was gone or either dead and the ones who did make it out they 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 bombarded they asked into the the industry so most of the the black record labels it was a hustler from the come up you know like they they had their money behind it you know remember when Pac was talking all that extortion and all that stuff when you think about the Jimmy Henchmans and the Haitian Jacks and even the Harios with Death Row Records you know it all ties into this so it's a really really good read um uh shout out to Gully TV he's done multiple interviews on a lot of these guys or surrounding these guys I know a lot of people like to go to like Vlad and stuff but Gully TV he's the most authentic and he gets right to the street of it and gets the real story you know so we gotta um start supporting our own as well you know like most of the guys who go on Vlad talking them street stories they was on Gully TV first so I'm always gonna shout him out shout out to Jamil check out his book by the way it has a lot of those stories in there it's titled um some things i've been through when you can get that off of amazon um so let's go ahead and start recapping the show as well um so it opens up from the beginning let me see something 
Sorry for the pause. I'm coming. When a movie um opens up, it comes on raw. We see the team in the car. They getting strapped. We got some good actors in here. We got Terrence Howard. And they rolling through. You see them loading up. Getting ready for a robbery. Playing at a good old. That shit still go hard. So. They roll up to the uh, check cash building and they got one of the uh, little Colombian uh, dudes, one of their kids, like he got food at the door. So they got him hostage. Now we got Terrence Howard character, Bama. Terrence Howard acted his ass off in this movie, by the way. Um, as soon as he walks in, he shoots the security guard and they weren't supposed to shoot nobody. And he goes on a whole meltdown while preaching and crying at the same time at Marcus. Marcus characters, you know, 50 Cent, of course. And we see a young 50 at his prime in this movie. And, uh, you know, while he going on preaching and crying at the same damn time, he taking so much time to go on. They already got the money. The rest of the Colombians come from the back and they get the busting at their ass. And, of course, after um something like that, you know what I'm saying, they get away. Uh, Marcus pushed the little boy He used him as a hostage to get to the car Uh, That Colombian lady That, that must have been a little boy mama She won plans She got the bus at the ass as they pulled off And of course after something like that What you gotta do You gotta dump the truck So it's showing him dumping the truck Setting it on fire As soon as Marcus pulls up in front of his grandmother's house um, It shows a dude coming from the back And gets to dumping on him And we go back in time when he's a kid, um, it it goes back to young Marcus rolling through Queens with his mom. And as they rolling, you hear Marcus talking about how he never knew his dad and everybody around the way was in love with his mom. So it could have been anybody. So it goes into the next scene and we see they go over his grandmother's house where he is left a lot at. Um, true to form on how a lot of grandmother's houses was back in the day packed as hell full of cousins uncles aunties and everybody else um that's how it was back in the day at everybody grandmama house and we see um little marcus goes outside he's out there with his little crew he outside playing he even got he got all his boys with him and his little crush little charlene so um back at his house it shows him at home with his mom. It's in the middle of the night, about 3 a.m., and he's in the living room writing, and he's writing that song, Best Friend, talking about his crush. And his mom, Katrina, comes downstairs. Now, you can tell she's been crying. She's upset. She's asking, asking him what he's up doing, and he's telling her, like, you know, he was writing. And you can tell she's emotional, so she makes him make a promise. She like, um, promise me you'll, you'll always treat the girls right. Um, so we um go into the next scene. 
that was a touching moment because you can tell when a woman has been hurt and they might see their young son and just tell them like you grow up you know you, you make sure you don't put somebody what you see me going through you can just see that look in her eyes so it goes into the next scene and we hear ll cool j song playing in the background i can't live without my radio it's playing in the back and we got marcus and katrina and they're rolling through when she sees the <laughs> the dude slim the james looking dilla <laughs> moving um on her corners so she goes out she goes the fuck off she like you old rick james looking motherfucker he like fuck you bitch i look better than rick james <laughs> and he goes on and on talking about he would kill her so as marcus is getting out doing what any young man would do ready to he got the little iron bar in his hand and he ready to protect his mom we meet majestic for the first time in a movie and the way he comes out we can already tell he's a man of power in his hood and you can tell by the way how he's talking to um katrina and she's coming at him is history there so it goes into the next scene and we see charlene is at home his little crush next door from his grandmother's house and she's um with her parents and we see her dad is play or her stepdad is played by uncle the uncle in atl uncle george <laughs> he in there and he has over here too so they playing the song best friend the song marcus wrote for her and um they like what the fuck he said huh what he say so they send little charlene away they send her off to live with her grandmother so we also see that same night um katrina um this was after she was at the restaurant with marcus and she was telling another dude about the dude slim so this is all marcus is hearing he's hearing that you know what i'm saying slim was on her corners he's he heard slim threaten her seen them fight and it shows that same night that um she was murdered and we also see um it looks like it was a tussle and her house was tortured we see the picture of her and a man which we weren't introduced to him yet he's coming later on in the movie but lavar lavar is the man of the man who runs every damn thing on that side of town in the movie and in my um opinion i believe lavar's character is based off of fat cat who i was telling y'all about fat cat was the man in the 80s yes 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 and i believe that's who lavar's character was based off of so we see a picture of them close we see whoever murdered her in the movie um we find out later who it was in the movie part um we see that they were very upset they even crushed the picture and the neighbors uh said it was loud voices yelling in a jealous rage and she was murdered and the house was set on fire which is similar what's to happen to 50s real mom blackie very very sad um marcus grandparents goes to the school in the next scene and we see they let him um they let him know what happened so at the funeral we see all the hustlers there as well as majestic he's comforting marcus and all marcus could think about is it was the dude slim so we see katrina she was a hustler in a movie 50 uh marcus mom in the movie was a hustler and she kept marcus in all the new kicks all the new clothes so it was just him and her 
all these years. And this is a big adjustment with him. Now he's living with his grandmother. All cousins, aunties, and uncles is in the house. Old hand-me-down clothes getting getting beat up by his big cousins and uncles, sharing a room. So this is a a, a very big adjustment for him. So um, he ends up moving in the basement and keeping a picture of the Rick James posted to remind him of Slim and remembrance of one day it will be payback. Yes, 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 it will be payback. So it plays the the song Window Shopper. This whole soundtrack goes hard. It plays a Window Shopper in the background, and we see Marcus outside the window looking at all the shoes and. You know what I'm saying? The kids walking past, laughing at him because he got run down shoes on. Because remember, when his mom was murdered, the house was set on fire. So all of his stuff got burnt up. So now everything he got is wore down and passed down from aunties and uncles and cousins who were worn before. So it shows in the movie and the next thing he decides it's time to join the family business. And he just go out there not knowing what he doing, going on, going on other niggas corners. <laughs> While he about to get his ass beat because he new to the streets. So, you know what I'm saying? Every young hustler that comes with the game, you got to earn your stripes. You got to learn how to move. So he's a kid. But as the guys are getting ready to get on him, Majestic comes and saves the day. So he gives them game about respect. You can't just go out there on people's corners. So it shows us in the next scene, Marcus goes to uh cop himself a gun. And dude who was... <laughs> The dude who was selling him the gun was funny as hell. He like, hey, hey, little nigga. Why he wiping? He keep wiping down the pistol, wiping it down real like, like he just wiping all the evidence away. Thinking he child, the way he was wiping that damn gun down, and he gonna say, hey, little nigga, this is a nine millimeter. And listen, you ain't get this shit from me. You ain't seen me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it goes into the next scene and. You know what I'm saying? Marcus got him a little good now. He got him a gun. Shows him in the mirror. He pointing the gun. Then got that little K, got KRS one, KRS one song in the background. We gotta let that shit rock for a minute. Then it does, man. That KRS one uh, goes so hard. That nine millimeter goes bang. Um, it jumps ahead of time and it goes to Marcus in high school years, pointing his gun, walking through the hood, everybody moving out the way. And Fifth was known as Lil Boo Boo in the hood. He, he, listen, Fifth was official. A lot of rappers they rap that, but you know what I'm saying? They might only sell maybe a nickel or a dime bag, but Fifth was definitely official. Um, so it shows, you know, how everything has changed and progressed during time, child. We see Uncle Deuce Deuce. He upstairs trying to rap. The granddaddy getting tired of hearing him. And he goes downstairs and he finds Marcus Gunn. So 
him and Marcus have some words. Marcus goes to school and he is arrested for having brought a gun to school. But, you know, he's released. And at the courthouse, he gets a little feisty with his granddad and tells him, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a gangster. (laughs) He goes back home. He gets that picture of Rick James, packs up his clothes, and he moves out and gets his own little spot and sets his own crew up. So a lot of this stuff did actually happen. Um, Fifth was out there like that. So after he gets his own little spot, you know, crew together, it shows him in his little new spot. And he like, look, after three hours of thinking I'm about to be a rapper, I quit that. And back to the corners we go. (laughs) So it goes into the next scene. And we can see throughout the movie on how Majestic, speaking of Majestic's character, Majestic character, um, to me, in my opinion, is loosely based off of um, Prem. Uh, from the supreme team uh supreme allegedly who had 50 shot um but we see the love and the caring that he had for him like a son and a love he had for i'm talking about the character majestic not the real supreme this is to me majestic's character is loosely based off of supreme but of course this wasn't supreme story it didn't happen like this at all and he was not at his demise like that at the end the supreme is still very much alive and incarcerated um but uh we can see the in the movie majestic's character has a lot of love for 50 and had a lot of love for you know what i'm saying his mom so we go to a little cooking class at majestic's house and he teaching them how to cook he like first of all you stir that shit yeah stir it then you mix that shit yeah mix that shit then you serve that shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the way he did that was so cold. And he gives them the rules. Number one, never leave it in your house. Number two, get yourself a crew. Number three, discipline. Number four, don't praise no nigga because they think you soft. Number five, don't show no love because love will get you killed. And most of all, never smoke that shit. So we get a little lesson. We get discipline, rules, and you know what I'm saying? Get a little recipe on how to cook that shit. So we see um, the crew. Majestics, you know what I'm saying? Everybody under Majestics team is always in beef with the Colombians at this time in the movie. So Marcus gets his crew. We got um, Carl who was described as the fat nigga, but very handsome. He was mad loyal throughout the whole movie. We, we see Antoine. He's been around since childhood. And then we meet Justice, who I like to call Judas in this movie. So um, it shows um, them getting paid and laid, paid and laid, out there getting that money. First and the 15th being the busiest days. We see multiple shootouts with the Colombians. And you know what I'm saying? They got plenty of hoes. They getting laid. You know what I'm saying? The life of a hustler. <laughs> so uh, we also hear the uh, rapper in the movie named Dangerous. His music being played in the background. Which I believe uh, Dangerous character was supposed to be based off of Ja Rule. Um, we'll talk more about that as we go on because I'm just doing similarities on the characters and what they was based off of and the movie at the same damn time. Hope y'all enjoying it. Uh, 
So we see um, Marcus don't play about his crew. He don't play about his money, and he hard on his crew. So um, they show um, an innocent kid getting shot down by a Korean dude at the store because they had been robbed so much, he flipped out and killed him, and he owned the store. Now, I don't know if this happened in New York, but I for damn sure know it happened in L.A. And like I said, a lot of this stuff, it might didn't happen in 50s life, but a lot of this stuff happened in actuality. Um, this happened in L.A. in 1991 with a 15-year-old girl named Latasha and um, a Korean lady ended up shooting her and getting away with it getting away with it so something like that really did happen so this caused up so much stir that we see um the beef was so bad that the blacks and um the colombians had to come to a meet and lavaris the big man who i believe lavaris character is based off of fat cat um so he had to come out and put his arms around delgado who was over the colombian crew to calm the beef down so we see when marcus meets lavar he finds out and he finds out that that's Katrina's son. And remember when uh, they showed her murder in a movie, we seen a picture of her and LeVar and whoever killed her crushed that picture like out of jealousy and anger and rage. So we see how everybody looks up to him. He is like, you know, the kingpin God. They look up to him and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Marcus even tells him like, you know what I'm saying? You're a God to me. He looks at him like, son, I am God. Allah, Buddha, all wrapped up into one big nigga. <laughs> Child. So we see he's very respected, right? So we see the rapper Dangerous. He is being blown up and he is also being protected by Majestic throughout the whole movie. And um, we see that them taking all pictures together. We got Marcus. We got um, Dangerous and we got Majestic. Now, I thought that part was interesting because we all know 50 and Jaru's beef and we know that murder inc was affiliated with supreme so you know how they kind of tied in with each other in this movie um so we see marcus finally meets up uh he hustles up enough money he gets that um s500 bins you know and we see he finally has everything he wants in a movie but he still feels something is missing and that's because you know of his mother so he gets to dropping off his demos to labels because he's still doing his rapping thing too so while he out there stunting in a new s500 he spots who charlene his childhood crush his childhood best friend and one thing that I found funny about Charlene's character in this movie is, um, and I always say this, I love me some 50. We all know he petty, though, right? <laughs> but it's loosely based off of his life, right? And everybody know the beef he has with his baby mama and his son. But back in, the, in this day, Fifth had been down with his baby mama for years, and she held it down. And in 50 Cent's early days, he always had his son Marquise with him he had him on tour and everything and you see the respect he put on her in this movie and the light he showed on her and even the the, the lady he has casted as Charlene he uh I don't know fifth he, he he put her in uh the tv show for life as well you can just tell like um the respect 
and I, I do believe, I know he's with um, someone now, very beautiful girl, and they seem like they have a really dope relationship. But I just always think, just because I'm a 50 fan and I've watched his career, I always think Shaniqua was the love of his life because she just held him down. I know it's been a lot of beef there, but, you know, so that's just my opinion. Um, and the light that he shined on her in this movie off based off of her character. So um, we uh, see... Marcus goes to get show Majestic a new ride, the S five hundred, and we got Junebug sitting there. That's one of uh, Majestic's goons, and he mean mugging every he mean mugging Marcus in the damn car. So um, they roll up at Lavar's, and we see the cops sitting in front of uh his house. Majestic gets to talking about Katrina and how he taught her how to drive, and um telling how you know what i'm saying he loved her and everything so marcus asked him about slim and he snaps at him like don't ask me about that nigga no more basically so because marcus still thinks that uh slim is the one who killed his mom so we see um they are at dangerous show and he is performing the colombians rolling there they get the blasting and antoine is shot so after they leave the hospital marcus and uh take charlene back to his house she still sees that he has the picture of them as kids. And, you know what I'm saying? They rekindled their magic. They got that, because you are my best friend. I want you around me all the time. They singing that. Um, so we see that they rekindled their little magic and relationship. She's like, are you still my best friend? <laughs> like, I'm more than that. So um, Marcus and Charlene, they go to the hospital. And we see that Antoine will not be able to walk anymore. And he's bound to a wheelchair. So, uh. It's time, of course, for some get back. So um, Justice uh, tells him that they got approval from Majestix, and they go roll down on the Colombians, and Marcus gets out the car and get the blasting on him. But he he shoots the main dude only in the leg, so he don't kill him. The cops end up busting in there looking for the gun, and they find some dope. So it brings heat on everybody, especially LeVar. So he has to go away, pay some time just to, you know, make it seem like the cops are doing their job, even though he got them in their pocket. But with LeVar being going away, this leaves Odell in charge and Majestic is pissed. So Odell lets Marcus know, he like, look, you're going to have to take the fall for this. And he also warns him. Cause he like, wait, that one, my shit, the cops planted that. He like, no, 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 no. Cops ain't plant that. Watch who you let in your house be careful somebody planted that so that puts something in marcus ear to where he get to paying attention so you know what they say you know he got to go do the time for a while and you know what they say as soon as you go in the, in the belly of the beast which is prison you get tested so we get a knife fight in the shower and we meet bama for the first time or bama uh terrence howard's character who holds marcus down and their friendship starts you know he had his back so we see when uh he's put into the box somebody slips a razor in there um you know they wanted him to take his own life but he fought through that which i'm sure was challenging being locked up in the box and you know being at the lowest of the lowest and that's when he got um, the writing on the wall begins and he gets to writing down, you know what I'm saying, how he feels. And those turn into songs. So we also see, remember the cops that was sitting in front of LeVar's house. We see Junebug, Majestic's little main little goon, he goes and shoot the cop. 
And this causes LeVar to never see the light of day again. Now, the reason why I say another thing, um, LeVar's character was based off of Fat Cat because Fat Cat was in prison at the time of the cop, Edward Burns' murder. But of course, that came, you know, said they say from Pappy Mason, allegedly. And um, he ended up taking a big fall for that because it was like off of his orders, but it wasn't on his orders. So you do you guys see what I'm saying about if you don't know the story? Some people know the story. So you see what I'm saying about how a lot of stuff like this happened, but it might didn't happen in that way. This happened in the 80s where that cop was killed and they kind of put it in the movie, but it did really happen in Queens. And it was tied to the real fat cat, even though it was not his hit. It was still affiliated with his under with his crew. And that was Pappy Mason, who was like his hitman. Pappy Mason won no joke. So we see in a movie, uh, it was set up by Majestic, who blamed Odell for it. And you know what I'm saying? They set Odell up, killed him, took his teeth out, and Majestic took over. And we see Justice, who I call Judas in this movie, he is doing all the dirty work for Majestic in here. Uh, he even started getting high after he took out Odell's teeth. Odell kept screaming, uh, while they was killing him, like, LeVar fucked your bitch. That's why you set her up. She he fucked Katrina. And you know, saying so he put the bag over his head. So they're steady letting us know in the movie that, you know, said so Majestic has some real hate in his heart for LeVar and he set the whole thing up. So Majestics, after he did that, he got his crown to the top and Dangerous blew up and became the hottest rapper in the game. And who that remind y'all in real life? How shit Jaru when when Fifth was you know, blackboard and not doing his thing. Jaru was at the top of the chart. So you see how it's like loosely based. So um, we get into the next scene and we see in the pen, Marcus is working hard on his music. We got that when it rains, it pours playing in the background. And the inmates, they loving it. Bama decides to manage Marcus. So when they get out, hey, it's on and popping. He the manager. And uh, Marcus gains a lot of respect for Bama while they are in prison. So it shows Charlene coming to pay a visit and letting him know that she is with a child. And we see in the streets, the beef is still heavy. The streets with Majestic, Crew, and the Colombians. So when he is released, we got Bama who then already got out and he there on cloud nine ready to be a manager. But also on the other side, we got Justice, Majestics, and Junebug, they're waiting on him, and Majestic's ready to make him number two. <laughs> Bama come over there. We got Junebug. <laughs> we got Junebug and Majestic looking at him like, who the fuck is this country ass? <laughs> Majestic had that look like, look, dude, I don't know who the hell you is, but if you don't get your <laughs> away from my car. But Marcus tells him, like, look. I can't trust nobody. I'm out the game because, you know, saying he took Odell's words to heart. Somebody set him up. And uh, when we seen how everything was played out, we pretty much figured out who it was. It was probably uh, Majestic and putting Justice up to set that set that up in there. So Odell gave him a warning sign and he took heed to it. So he tells him he's out the game and he wants to be a rapper. And Majestic is not feeling that. So 
we see on the ride home, Justice acts like he's going to be in the car with them. And Bama crazy ass was not feeling him fidgeting in the back of him. He gets out the car. He like, look, I know I'm right about this nigga because when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm right. Child. <laughs> Terrence Howard is a wonderful actor. So, um. We see in the next scene, the baby is born and we get little Antoine named after his best friend, Antoine, who was bound to the wheelchair. So as he's in the studio working on his rap career, we see Justice is playing both sides. So he brings a contract that's supposed to be from Dangerous, but it's really coming from Majestic. And then the diss track starts. So Majestic plays a little visit to the hospital to scare Charlene holding the baby basically sending a message that they can be touched that was a very intimidating scene by the way and what do you know Marcus continues to diss tracks and he putting them he dissing dangerous majestic Junebug everybody and we see justice he is playing both sides being Judas in this damn movie so uh we see Majestic put a hit out on uh on fit on uh I said fifth his his name is Marcus in the movie <laughs> put a uh, hit out on uh Marcus and um blackballs him so every record label they go to in New York won't even have a conversation with him and that really happened to Fifty Cent that really one one reason why I always say I respect him so much because when I say this man was blackballed he was blackballed from everything. So, like, a lot of this scene, how he was going and just getting turned around and getting turned around, I think the only person who really gave him a shot at that time was Jam Master J. Um, but it was just like that for him in real life. And um, it just shows him getting blackballed and turned away and, you know, making him hungry again. And then time catches up and we go back to the robbery. And then after the robbery, it goes to the shooting. And we see this was a very, very deep scene. Uh, Fifth was actually shot in front of his grandmother's house like this nine times. Um, they say allegedly by Hamo, which I talked about. I read his character. Well, I read that he was in a book as well that I was telling you guys about. Uh, homicide. They called him Hamo in real life. Um, say he was uh, Mike Tyson's bodyguard as well. But we see um, this was a very deep scene, especially because it really happened this way. And um, we see while he's fighting for his life he kind of loses his con loses his consciousness like died for a moment and during that moment a baby was born and she named her baby little marcus that was a very deep scene to me uh it showed the love of a grandmother fighting for her grandson you know i liked it when an uncle pulled up like no i fucked the ambulance they put him in that damn truck got him to that hospital that was a really really deep scene so we see in a movie justice judas is the one who shot him so he walk into majestic's crib thinking he about to get a pat on the back he like where marcus at he like he dead he like he ain't dead he like huh i shot him like like nine times majestic get up and gut his ass as he should so we see marcus has a very long recovery He's starting to give up. He's starting to lose his spirit to fight. And Charlene ends up using like a reverse psychology to push him to fight. 
And at the end of the day, she was a down-ass woman. She had his back, you know what I'm saying? She fought him back, shows him having passion, make, making love passionately, you know, finding her way back to each other. It brings the hunger out of him. He gets to hustling those mixtapes. It shows him getting back on his grind with his music, just being hungry for it, you know, more raw, hearing more pain in his voice. And that's what happened to the to 50 Cent in real life. His voice changed from that shooting. Shot nine times. Blessing to be here. So after, you know, said a long recovery, being hungry, back to the south side of Jamaica, Queens. So it shows Marcus going to prison to visit LeVar and to get answers. And in this scene, it kind of left the door open like that was his father. And he lets him know that Majestus loved Katrina. And he was also uh, messing with Katrina as well. And Majestus had an idea, but he told him that he was just trying to protect her. And he felt like he didn't protect her. And she didn't want to ruin it, have him leave his family. And the night he got shot, he like, I don't get on my knees and pray for nothing. But I prayed to her to pray to God to let you be okay so we get a very emotional scene between lavar and marcus we also see when <laughs> majestic is in the club and everybody banging the you know saying little caesars aka marcus song and he is pissed junebug even go over there and make the dj cut it off so we get to the day of the big show and the family is nervous as hell as they should be uh viola davis played her role in this part as the grandmother because it's nothing like a grandmother's love child and you know they all worry for him to go to this show so they go there they strapped up he got the bulletproof vest on they lead a family with some protection of course and they go to the big show and as they're back there getting ready here come justice. he come back there gloating like you can't go out there, son. You you can't you can't go out there and you know what I'm saying be disrespectful. So what we gonna do is we we gonna go out and just take a little picture. You gonna apologize? Marcus like no. Justice like you know I love you right. Remember rule number five: show no love. Love will get you killed. And he leans over, whispers in that ear that he basically killed his mom. Like. You know, I, before I killed her, I stepped with her one more time. And Marcus loses this and whoops that ass as he should. Walks off to perform. Majestus runs after him. Bama shoots him. The door closes. All you hear is gunshots. And then uh, Marcus goes out there on that damn stage. Gets to performing when I hustle. Because I'm about to do it. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Because I hustle. <laughs> that was my recap of Get Rich or Die Trying. A straight hood called classic in my eyes. And goes straight hand in hand with um Raising Canaan. I love me some Raising Canaan. Out of the power universe, Raising Canaan is, is the best. And when you go back and you watch Get Rich or Die Trying, and then you go and you watch the first season of Raising Canaan, you're like, you know what? These, these go go hand in hand you just get more of a story because it's a television show and it's showing more of the story and of course rock she lives longer than katrina did and get richard i trying but you know so they both was hustlers they both was fly and you got you know saying little marcus little caesar and uh get richard i trying and then you got canaan you got the uncles and the family so it kind of goes hands hand in hand and even with like charlene's character how they play her with so much respect 
Um, just my predictions of Raising Canaan season two. I'm I'm thinking they're gonna bring Davina back, and Davina is gonna kind of be like that Charlene character. She's gonna be treated with respect because you know what I'm saying in 50s real life he was boo in and boo was with Shaniqua for years and to me that's what he loved most I, I'm just saying I don't know <laughs> but um this was a really really good movie um a lot of rappers make movies based off their lives we get the eight miles you know what I'm saying so many others but to me this is one of the best ones done off of a rapper's loosely based life and then just with the south side of Jamaica Queens history of the hustling of the rappers that came out of that era I mean out of Queens period when you think about the LLs and LL was you know saying he wasn't with the Supreme team but hell he was affiliated with the Supreme team hell Bimmy rolled with him for a long time the Jam Master J's how they were affiliated and the Run DMC's they brought Bimmy out on tour um Bimmy is also Waka Flocka's uncle um when you think about like the stretch and then that bring in with Tupac and that's in Queens and the Chaz, uh, fifth talks about him in many men. And, you know, saying that ties in with the Supreme team too, because he wasn't with the Supreme team, but he was a real old school hustler. And then with the fat cats and the, the, the um, preems and the Prince, you know, hustlers, royalty, hustlers, royalty. I recommend y'all read this book. I really, really do. I really, really do. But uh, this was my recap of Get Rich or Die Trying. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. I hadn't watched it in a while, so that's why I wanted to go back and refresh my brain to make sure I didn't miss any important scenes. But this was a definitely a cult classic. So I have a sleeper for you guys. And while we um talking fifth, like we always do, why not just go ahead and play my sleeper in my joe button style shout out to the pod father joey here we go Many, 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 many
wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my soul. Somewhere my heart turned cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. This is something that it wouldn't be special if it wasn't for writing. Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain. Death gotta be easy, cause life is hard. It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred. This is for my niggas on the block. Put some treats to God. For the niggas on top. Doing life behind bars. I don't see only God can judge me, cause I see things clear. Quick distractions to give my black ass a hundred years. I'm like Paulie and Goodfellas. You can call me the dog. Like nothing by any means with my gun in my palm. Slim switch sides on me. Let niggas ride on me. I thought it was cool. Why you want me to die, homie, homie? Many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, Lord. I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on my soul. Somewhere my heart turned cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. Look at me. I talk to God, but he don't say nothing back. I know he protected me, but I still stay with my gat and my nightmares. Niggas keep pulling checks on me. Psych say some bitch dumb, put a hex on me. The feds didn't know much. One clock got shot. I got a kite from the pins that told me tuck got knocked. I ain't gonna spell it out for you motherfuckers all the time. Are you a literate nigga? You can't read between the lines. In the Bible it says, what goes around comes around. I'm gonna shot me. Three weeks later, he got shot down. Now it's clear that I'm here for a real reason. Cause he got hit like I got hit, but he ain't fucking breathing. Many men, many, 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 many men. Wish death on me, Lord, I don't cry no more. Don't look to the sky no more. Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul. Somewhere my heart turned cold. Have mercy on many men. Many, 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 many men. Wish death on me. But yeah, y'all see, and the first song I played, Ghetto Quran, 50 Cent is telling y'all the story of Jamaica Queens, like giving y'all the stories of the, the fat cat, what happened with him and Pat, uh, Pappy Mason, giving y'all the, 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 the how the respect game went with Prince and Preem, uh, E-Money Bags, Black Just, all of them. And then in, in uh, The Sleeper, Mini Man, I just played, he giving y'all the story of you know what I'm saying? Hamo shot me. I just told y'all Hamo, homicide. That's who allegedly shot him. And uh, talking about how Chaz, you know, Slim, they call Chaz Slim. Slim uh, switched eyes on me. Thought we was cool. You know what I'm saying? He giving y'all the story. He even threw in, you know what I'm saying? I got a kite from the pen that told me Tuck got knocked. King Tuck with the Tupac and Quad Studio shooting. So the story, you know what I'm saying? 50 Cent is a very great storyteller. When it comes to his music, a very, very great storyteller. Even when y'all listen to um Tupac's song Against All Odds, he's giving you a vivid story of what happened to him on the night of Quad Studios, talking about the Haitian Jacks and the Jimmy Henchmans. And that's in this book, guys. I'm trying to tell y'all this book is so dope. Uh it really is. So make sure y'all check that out if y'all into stuff like that. It's an um also the autobiography uh, of Prodigy. Um, it's titled uh My Infamous Life. That book is the 
um, that's one of the best hip hop books ever. I've read it three times. I well, I read I read it twice, and I listened to the audio book, and it goes like a fucking movie. And that's what gave me my idea with my book. The way how Prodigy book read on his audiobook it went like a movie and um I was telling you guys this a couple pods ago I think it was my Friday night when I did I um you know Lord's will Lord's will I would love to turn my book into an audio podcast with the sound effects and get some people to you know do the voiceovers because my book just means the world to me like it's my baby you know um the characters that I've created in there I feel like I raised them I feel like they my kids even the characters that I wrote that I can't stand (laughs) they my babies literally they my babies I had to kill one of my characters and I'm crying the whole time (laughs) because I'm writing it I know I'm crazy I know I I I, I know y'all ain't got to tell me but I, I really got into it but this is type of stuff I'm into, like um, the, the the books that I'm telling you guys about, um, the, all the street knowledge with the, the hustlers from the 80s. When I was telling you all before, like eventually I, I would love to do interviews. I want to be like the female Gully TV. Shout out to Jamil from Gully TV, um, one of my mentors. Dope, 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 dope platform. I mean, those are that's the type of interviews I want to do. Like I want, you know, saying how people want to do like the podcast and interview all the celebrities and stuff. Yeah, that's cool too. But like I want to be like the female Gully TV, like just the the raw content that he drops. I would love to do that. You know, what I'm saying that's the dribble god. Let me be the dribble goddess. You know, what I'm saying. But that's the type of stuff that I'm into. I love that raw uh street culture stuff you know what I'm saying I'm a civilian of course but I just you know I'm intrigued by that stuff I, I like to know about it you know and you know so I'll be having questions to ask I, I oh my god y'all just don't know I really wanted Gully to get that Alpo interview um Alpo one of his best interviews that the only interview he really did with Feds magazine was so dope but I just really wanted Gully to do that interview with him after he got out and talk about how he was feeling after being released and his alpo his story you can say what you want about him but his story is very very interesting and it's a lot of history there it's a lot of history there love him or hate him you know what i'm saying alpo it's a story there that whole paid in full era but um this was my recap i don't want to have you guys on too long i know this pod is gonna be lengthier than normal um i'll be back on friday night Uh, i wanted to get this out um originally yesterday for you know we normally do power everything on sundays and buy that's off so i didn't get to come on yesterday it was a busy day for me um but had to get it out at least a day later i love you guys as always thank you so much for your support i hope you guys enjoyed this episode don't forget you guys can hit me up if you have any requests or even if you guys just want to say what's up you can hit me up too but if you do can you just let me know you from the pod so at least i know who you are because i'm telling y'all some people you they they just come at you and you be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I said, like, did you really just type this in my, huh? What the? So just let me know y'all pie family and I'm going to show love. I promise y'all that. And if y'all have anything y'all would like for me to shout out, it could be a business, a brand, whatever. I promise I got you. I am not funny at acting like that. I want us all to win. It's enough room for everybody to eat, everybody to support each other. Remember to always protect your energy. I'm hoping you guys have a beautiful week, positive vibes, and I'll be back on Friday night to kick it with you guys. And then Sunday, we're going to start with our, um, 
Mafia Sunday. So I don't know if I'm going to do a movie or a documentary, but if you have a preference, hit me up and I will take that into mind. But if um, if not, it's either going to be that Fear City doc recap or either Goodfellas or Casino. So one of the three Sunday. So on that note, it's your girl Shanice and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.